You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. You're listening to Talking Zs on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and I am joined with the wonderful Chloe. Uh, what are your pronouns? She, her. Excellent. Uh, I don't mind a bit of they, them. Yeah, a bit of they, them? I've just concluded yesterday I was walking along the road and I thought, oh. You know what? I, I could like try this. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? I should, I'll let people know what's going on. So today on Talking Zeds, you know, it's actually like the first Talking Zeds for September, which is Pride Month. And for Pride Month, we've decided that we would come on and we would have some, you know, we're going to chill out. We're going to talk music about music that's influenced us as trans people. And we're going to talk about some of our personal experiences, not necessarily relating to our transition or anything like that, but just our lives and who we are and maybe where gender fits in with all that. But if you're listening, yeah, I hope you enjoy this journey that Chloe and I go on today. It will be be interesting because first I'll be interviewing you, Chloe, and then the next after that you'll be interviewing me, which um, I will be under the magnifying glass. And that's kind of weird. It's the first time I've ever done that on air, so... I love that you're squeaming in the chair. It's great. I'm used to being like, excuse me, I ask the questions around here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this should be, yeah, fun. (laughs) Whereas I'm the opposite of you. I I love to talk about myself and never get the chance to do it. So I'm like totally ready. (laughs) You're ready. And I'm a photographer. So I put other people under the camera's lens and then I hate it when they take pictures of me. Right. So this is a whole thing of like the flip of like our creative medium as well. Yes. You know, like. I don't want to be examined under my, the lens of my creative medium and mm. vice versa. So <laughs> this is this will be fun. I'll get a camera. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you take pictures of me while I'm talking, it'll be absolutely equal. <laughs> All right. Well, I should have thought of that before. I, um, <laughs> anyway, it's fine. Well, uh, let's start off. So we're going to be interviewing. So I'll introduce you a little bit. Okay. Yes. Chloe, Sophia, you are a transgender advocate and activist in the community. You've been doing lots of work with TAFE as well and, and progress there in terms of getting more gender inclusive programs and such through TAFE. What else have you been doing? You do lots of things. I, I do. I've been talking to Amy McMahon from the Greens about all things transgender. That was I did that yesterday. That was really mm-hmm. lovely. I am also a support worker. I've been doing that for two years because mm-hmm. basically once COVID hit, photography went out the window as did, of course, all events and and what have you. So I basically picked up another career. So yeah, I've been a support worker. I also like, you know, do random things like build shelves out of recycled material and cook. I love cooking. Mm. I love making olive tapenade and pesto with too much garlic in it. Oh. Do you not like that? No, I'm on a FODMAP diet I'm right now, oh. so I'm real sad because like, I love garlic. You just said pesto with garlic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I can't have <laughs> Damn we'll FODMAP. Yeah, right? <laughs> Damn guts. Cool. Well, it's nice to have you here. I've, I've spoken to you before on Transmission. If you don't know what Transmission is, the Trans Gender Nonconforming show on Tuesdays at 9 a.m., hosted by yours truly, Ez, and other Transmission team. So, yeah, and we talk about... We interview people from the community. It's a by trans for trans program. So, you know, we center trans experiences and information for our trans listeners. Occasionally, allies might find that useful. Uh, but yeah, that's that's us on Tuesdays. 
and we we spoke before on transmission and so yeah i thought you were the perfect candidate to to have have chats with because we had such a fun time oh yeah. i'm extremely honored to be here yeah for all sorts of reasons yeah, yeah. well let's start off pride month okay. with some i'm gonna i'm gonna get the get the lens out so first of all i want to know chloe what, what was life like growing up my life growing up, you know, I actually I, I was thinking about this on the way in in the car, and and my life is growing up was extremely boring, like <laughs> uh, like extremely. But there are two beautiful things that I'd like to share, and that is we when I was six we moved to Bundaberg mm. and to Bagara, and we lived on the beach, like literally on the beach, like ten meters away, and we had coconut trees, right? And if and it's if you've never actually had a a raw, you know, a raw coconut almost fall on you, and then you pick it up, and you have to rip the husk off with a machete. Like it's a great experience. It's beautiful, and have fresh coconut. And the most amazing thing about this place was that it's full of in these black and igneous rocks, igneous rocks. And so there was this like rock pool, and it, you know, I was six, right? So to me, it looked massive. So obviously, you have to imagine it's like half the size of whatever I describe, right? Because I'm grown up now, <laughs> and. And, and I used to like w- search through that rock pool to find things like tre- like treasure, literally treasure, not pirate treasure. I didn't know what that was, mm. but, you know, hermit crabs and, and these beautiful shells and the colors and how the water like undulates and it changes the way you look at the bottom, you know, and, mm. and you know, yabbies. And it was the most gorgeous thing out of my childhood. And I think from that point on, I learned this thing that stuck with me, which is if you search hard enough you will find what you're looking for. Hmm. I don't know why it it has happened or why I have it. Later, I would spend hours looking for that missing Lego piece. I don't know why. Sometimes I wouldn't even find it. But now I have this thing in my life where I, I believe if you search hard enough for what you want, you'll find it. And I think it started there at the rock pools. Mm. So that was like the most beautiful thing in my childhood. And then we lived by the beach for years. We ran the North Kings of Caravan Park down at Kingscliff, which was a council-run caravan park. And so if you live by the beach, you get to see that the beach has moods. Most people just go to the beach and like go surfing and swimming. But if you live by it, you see it has these most amazing moods. And usually it starts out quite soft in the morning and, you know, beautiful and sunny. And, And almost always down in Kingscliff, it's like, windy and blown out by the afternoon and so yeah i have a a love of the water and and the coastline and it has these beautiful things about it so that's my childhood and you've been drawn to the coastline like ever since as well yeah 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 yeah. you're living on the sunny coast now as well just close to the water there as well or yeah well yeah yeah pretty close pretty close Maybe not 10 meters, but pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, the water is definitely the best thing, I think, yeah. about the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> so we have a first track of yours, okay. actually, which is Sarah Borelli's Opening Up. You want to talk a little bit about what this is about? So she does feature in my other songs on this uh, list, and I've just discovered her. Mm. I, she's what an amazing human being. Like, yeah, she's cool. Very incredible. Cool. <laughs> um, and I think if I was going to write a trans musical... Like this song is from right <laughs> <laughs> from the the CD, uh, the waitress. I, I I watched the movie. The movie's worth a watch, but just a warning. It starts out with domestic violence, but she is an empowered woman by the end. And I think you could almost take all the songs off this soundtrack and just put it straight into a transgender musical. What, what was the album title again? It was waitress? The isn't waitress. It? Yes. Yeah, the waitress. Yes. Okay. Um, 
So this is just, this is the first song. I thought it's a great way to start the show. It's like very bright and lovely and okay, opening. Okay, cool. Let's get straight into it. This is opening up by Sarah Borelli. I'm over you. I'm over you. You're listening to Talking Zeds on Four Triple Z. That's right. You're listening to Talking Zeds. You were just listening there to a track by Maddie Hicks. Kinda over it. My name is Ez. I use he/him pronouns, and I'm joined with Chloe. <laughs> she, she, her pronouns or she/they pronouns. And please, a little, little context for Maddie Hicks. Kinda over it. What's uh, what was that song about or mean to you? Yeah, it's. I've just discovered this song. I yeah. love it because, and all of the songs on this playlist basically r- relate to being trans, and I. I just, you know, I'm effing over it, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, I've had those experiences of being in a bar and having men, you know, do those cliche things and ask me inappropriate questions. And mm. yeah, it's just a little bit of like kickback. Like, yeah. Yeah. Stuff you get away. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think we have to own it. We yeah, have to like- absolutely. And I, I agree with the sentiment of Ma- Mandy Hicks there as well. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty cool. We're going to continue getting to know you a bit and some of your story. So I have the next question I'm going to ask you is what TV shows or film or representation have you seen that you saw when you were younger or anything like what what's something that you saw that has shaped part of your journey nothing no <laughs> The unfortunate truth. <laughs> Easy question to answer. Yeah. No, no, no. I, as, I, as, as I said, I grew up in like a very homogenous world, you know, on the Gold Coast in the 80s, 90s. You know, there was, there was just nothing. You know, the Gold mm. Coast was retirees, rich Asian people and tradespeople, young tradespeople. And there was no diversity back then. Mm. You know, you didn't really see Indigenous people. You didn't see people from different ethnicities. So I grew up in this very, like, this bubble, basically. And mm. I didn't realise trans people existed until I was, like, literally 45. I knew there was, like, drag queens, kind of, and I, I knew there was kind of, like, ladyboys, but it was sort of all on the periphery and I didn't mm. really make any sense of it. Not until I was 45. And... and since then till now, I've spent all my time educating myself. And so now, and there's not a lot of great films, obviously, to choose from. Yeah. Uh, but definitely my faves are Pose, of course. Great, yeah. great series. I still haven't watched that. What? So many people tell me to watch that. I have to watch what? it. What? Yeah, I know. What's going on? Apparently it's very emotional. I need to praise myself a bit. It is. It's yeah. a journey. Okay. Um, but it has the most LGBTIQ people contributing to the storyline and, mm. the, and the, pro- the production of it and trans actors. Like, it's incredible. Worth a watch. Okay, it's, it's, it's like on the top of my must-watch list. I've got to... You're not the first person on air to tell me, why haven't you watched it? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> look, it, look, if you're taking antidepressants, just up your... Up, up it. <laughs> Up it, oh, no. you know, this is not medical advice, but <laughs> just up it a few milligrams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, but there's but there's two beautiful stories where the, the, the in this case, the, mm. the trans woman gets gets the guy. And yeah, it's yeah. so rare. And it's, oh, it's just absolutely oh, amazing. Spoiler. I know. No, I'm not but, telling you who. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> then, <Keep> guessing. <laughs> then there's Boy Meets Girl. And so that's actually a movie and a series. So mm. in England, it's a TV series. And they put a lot of effort into it, like mm. a lot of different writers and, and worked out how to tackle these issues in a beautiful way. It's, it's British comedy. So it's mm. just stunning. But it's also a movie from America. Absolutely gorgeous. Mm. 
And the reason why I like it, I have to tell you, mm-hmm. is because it tackles a whole lot of different things at once, right? It tackles the military man that that I don't want to spoil it. No, no, I can't. Can I? I can't even say that. Can you can't. You can't can say. I? Look, warning. If you go, alert. okay. If you, no, if you're gonna if you're gonna watch this movie soon, just block your ears, okay? Yeah, okay. But it has like the military guy who is in love with a cisgendered woman and is speaks very badly about the trans woman. It turns out that he's actually had a relationship with a trans woman and he's ashamed of himself. And so he has to, like, face that. Mm. Then there's a cisgendered woman who's in the relationship who cheats on him to have a relationship with the trans woman, and then she has to deal with that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. There's, there's okay. just everything happens and everyone has to look at themselves and, you know, and question uh, their ideals and, and, and everything. It's, it's the best movie ever. What's it called again? Uh, Boy Meets Girl. Boy Meets Girl. Okay. All right. Uh, and lastly, a, um, a Fantastic Woman, which uh, won awards. Mm. And um, it's actually... Is it Chile? I think she might be from Chile. Oh, so she's Chilean? Maybe. Yeah, okay. I think so. And she's just... Ugh. It's... Yeah. Fantastic Woman. A Fantastic Woman. A Fantastic and, Woman. And you'll notice on my email tag that I use... I've borrowed A Fantastic Woman. And my photography business, I'm going to borrow that. Okay. Ooh, it's that's got a bit like contentious, ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty high. Oh yeah, I'd say that's quality. Yeah. If you're getting getting that high on the Rotten Tomatoes vote, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> good ratings. Positive okay. representation. Um, it's it's so important. And, it really is. And these directors, and some of them are cisgendered uh, people, are just beautiful human beings. Did like, did these so did these movies heavily influence you when you were younger, or do you think they played out as you transitioned, or uh, when did you sort of no all after transition? Yeah, I right. Didn't, okay. I, I didn't discover these until recently. So okay. yeah, absolutely. No. Well, I mean, maybe the Matrix because you know it has undertones. Yeah, it's true, maybe. and especially because you know the Wachowski sisters. You know they weren't out when they made the original That's right, trilogy. Yeah. So real cool that they're they are awesome. Both of those sisters are really really cool. <laughs> We have another track okay. uh, that you have selected from your personal playlist. This one is Peggy Lee, I'm a Woman. Does this need an explanation? <laughs> That's the <laughs> toughest question so far. <laughs> no, just, you know, we often, I think, you know, the sentiment is from kind of like, uh, uh, historically, you know, women do a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they can do the housework. They can do all these different things. They're amazing and they don't get enough Recognition, recognition for yeah. that, and yeah. I, I think trans people are the same. We often have a lot of different skills and a lot of different things, and, and a lot of chutzpah. Is that right? Chutzpah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this song's a bit cheeky, and I think, okay. I think plays out to that. All right, cool. Well, let's play this one. This is Peggy Lee. I'm a woman. Just listening there to Sarah Borelli's She Used to Be Mine. You're listening to Talking Zeds on 4Triple Z. My name is Ez. I use he, him pronouns. And I am joined in studio today with Chloe. She, they. And we're having a special moment. We're talking about some of Chloe's life. We're, we're going under the, the microscope. We're learning about our trans. We're t- sharing our trans stories for Pride Month because it is Pride Month. It's very exciting. It's a bit cold for Pride Month, but it'll get warmer. Yeah, and so, Chloe, you you have been curating the playlist for the first hour of Talking Zeds today, and that, that song there, Sarah Borelli's She Used To Be Mine. What reference, what uh, special place in your heart does that track have? I think just, I think we have a duty of 
care to our listeners to mm. let them know that briefly we both left the studio for different reasons and that they were alone for just a brief moment. Do you think that's not important? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't, know. I don't know. I just thought of that. I just thought, yeah. Do they know? <laughs> no, no Did one they knows notice what anything? we're doing in the okay, studio. Um, <laughs> so that's, I think that song is the quint, like in the transgender musical that I, you know, yeah. hypothetically would make, that is the quintessential song, right? There's yeah. the moonlight, the person's up high on a balcony and they're singing that song. I think it works for both trans men and trans women. The girl I left behind could be either. I just, the, the pie reference confuses me. I would probably trash that lyric. <laughs> Was this something that like that you mostly resonated with? Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I I think the woman inside of me or the femme inside of me, the girl inside of me, it's special. Yeah. It, it means a lot to me. And yeah. It's a very special thing. And I think this song really talks to that and speaks to that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you as well, I mean, sort of leading through that because you do a lot of trans advocacy stuff and activism stuff and how and why did you get into this sort of space and get into advocacy? Hmm, good question. <laughs> Why are you doing it? Why am I doing it? I'm doing it because I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I think, well, first of all, I didn't obviously realize what the experience is for trans people until I transitioned. Mm. I, I had all that, you know, I had 45 years of privilege and could do lots of things and have access to lots of different worlds. And then when I transitioned, I, went, I realized, oh my God, there's a whole lot of stuff I didn't realize. So, and it needs to change. Mm. It's it it goes very deep and it affects people and it's it needs to have you know it needs to change so and I'm a fixer like going back to before if you search long enough for the solution you'll find it and so just mm. uncovering why things are the way they are and I probably shouldn't talk too long because I could talk a very long time on advocacy <laughs> work but I think the reasons why we are here basically today in this cultural context is because the media has created a vacuum and misrepresentation and a lack of representation. Mm. And then you've got the government that the federal government that still doesn't even admit that we exist and they've created this vacuum around trans people. And so people don't know, people don't understand. We're not visible. We're not looked after. We don't have equity. And I don't think people realize that. I think we get caught up on like being gendered correctly by our GP and, and all these other small, difficult things that affect us. But I think there are some bigger issues. There's some systemic issues that really need addressing. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and quickly because it's been a very long time. Yeah. So, and I also don't mind upsetting people. I really I mean, like to be, be an that activist, annoying person. Yeah, you're going to be annoying people. <laughs> I have a bit of cheekiness and chutzpah, as I said earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, it just seems to fit my demeanor, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I do like to stare people in the eye sometimes and be like, come on then, bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> They're not going to get rid of us, that's for sure. If statistics are proven correct, there is actually more and more of us every day. <laughs> I know, right? It's like we're growing in a jar, but we're out of control. It's yeah. like... Uh, oh, you got to compare us as bacteria. Great. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, well, I said like. Okay, sorry. Don't, let's not get started uh, okay, excuse on... Excuse me, I was... <laughs> what I saw on TV the other day at a famous Australian media... Yeah, look. Anyway. <laughs> but wait, there's another track I'd love to play that you've added because uh, we've... St- we're, yes. we're dramatically running out of time. Yeah, of that's course. how radio works. So this next track is Lizzo, Naked. What is it about this song? That- okay, yes. So I, I dream of living in a shame-free and traumatic-free culture. 
I feel like I'm running for politics now. <laughs> and and so and I've done a lot of work in sexology and sexology workshops and a whole field that not many people even know exists. Or and so this song by Lizzo is one of the most beautiful songs I think she's done, which is about you know, and she's a larger woman, and it's about being okay with her body and accepting it and mm-hmm. owning it and being shame free. So please, let's do it. Enlighten the listeners. Lizzo, naked. This is Talking Zeds on 4ZZZ. That's right, you're listening to Talking Zeds on 4ZZZ. Uh, you were just listening there to uh, Gemma Hayes Palomino. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm joined in the studio by Chloe, she, they pronouns. And it's Pride Month. So Talking Zeds are doing a bit of a special for Pride Month. Yes, and we're doing some trans stories today. So Chloe has been sharing some of their life story and some things that they love, including all the playlists for the last hour has also been curated by Chloe. So if you've been enjoying what you're hearing, um, yeah, I'm going to pop that up on the 4 Z AMRAP and you can take a look at all the tracks. But yeah, that last one there, Gemma Hayes, Palomino. What when, what significance did that have to oh, it's you? Great. Know? It's so it's great. a real chill song. I really like that. Yeah, Goodbye. yeah. It speaks to like it, the line in it is about uh, what is it like? I think it's like sadness runs in the blood. I think, and it talks mm. about families and how sometimes families they can't adapt or mm. they're stuck, and you have to kind of walk away. Yeah, it's, it's that it runs in the blood, and I. It's just if you look at the lyrics, it explains itself. It's just beautiful writing. Yeah, yeah, a little sad, but gorgeous. And and riding off on your Palomino horse, like what a great image! <laughs> what a way to end, you know? Or yeah. just taking a break, maybe like from your family, you know, distance. on the beach, on, on your the horse. Beach. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did have someone message in Al. Thank you for messaging, asking for some resources where to get more education on trans folk and non-binary folk if you'd like to check that out anyone who's listening right now if you want to find some good resources you can head over to transresearch.org.au it's exceptional it's an exceptional website it has everything you need if you're an ally or a trans person yourself everything is there that is where i send people to so if you'd like to check that out i'll say it again transresearch.org.au yeah uh, you're so knowledgeable as yes i know things about things you it's know good. things yeah <laughs> Better do my research as a trans advocate, you know. <laughs> I know where things are. I haven't watched Pose, but that's cool. Well. <laughs> I've done other things. Let's no, say no more about yeah, that. Well, yeah. Anyway, mm. I'm going to ask you a hard question now. Because mm. we're coming to the end of the, the episode. And, uh, well, this part of the episode. Okay. I've got my hands resting on my virtual buzzer. Okay. All right. <laughs> as a contestant, I'm very nervous. I yes. on, but all right. Uh, what's, what's been one of the harder things you've had to, one of the harder challenges in your life, whether that be with transition or in general, and how have you coped with them? How have you strategized getting through difficulty? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yes, I'm eager. No, um, yeah. Uh, so I think the most, honestly, the most difficult thing in my life has been so Eddie Izzard has this quote. I actually cannot find the quote now. Oh, no. I wish I had have, like taken a screenshot. But essentially, he's in an interview. She is in an interview because she's changed her pronouns. And she is saying that people think transition is like you get through the first whatever, three, four, five years or through surgery and that's it. And then yeah. life is going to be amazing, which is what I thought, right, in the beginning. And so, but what she says is that 
she had to like go through that transition and then the next 10 years is like basically fighting for your place in society like eking out a, a life within society it's very sobering but good to know i think i wish i had heard that before i transitioned and prepared mm. so really that the first part of my transition was like exciting of course i was excited there was a bit of anxiety there was like can i walk past that work site and not have men say something to me and and i made a rule when i transitioned that i would not not do anything i would do everything that i used to do as a trans woman that was my personal promise to myself so it was exciting you know and then I kind of got through that part and I started to like you know relax into my new form and my body and 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 get used to being in, in this way this expression and relaxed and then the escalation of my body dropped and everything was great and then I realized oh now I've got to create a life for myself yeah and it's been really tough to be honest and I'm still in that process so the things I do to cope with that is I limit the amount of time I spend in spaces that don't feel open and welcoming because that can affect my mental health. I make sure that I take time out to nurture myself at home and spend time with myself and my body and to you do a lot honor my body. Honor your body. Like what Lizzo in that song, Naked. Like, li- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Surround myself with people who are, are open. And I have this like sort of extra special sensory awareness now, like it's kind of like superhero status. Where well, I that's can... what happens to all trans people, by the way. We get superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, you know, you walk into a space and you can <laughs> tell how open it feels. For instance, I did life drawing on the Sunshine Coast recently. Mm. And then I did life drawing last night in West End. Completely different spaces. Once the Sunshine Coast space just did not feel as open. It felt like there was very quite strong... I don't kind of want to say like heteronormative vibes, but there was just, you know, it just didn't feel as open. And the one on West End was amazing. Like I mean, everyone West End was so cool gorgeous as well. Know. West End's a cool place to be. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I do. I make sure I still go to the beach because it, on the beach, I can really enjoy myself and my body and feel really in it. Mm. And then I look for work, which is uh, helps people and is where I can see the benefits of what I'm doing mm. quickly rather than working for some organization where I'm, you know, benefiting someone else's entrepreneurial pocket and I'm not really seeing the value in it. So I make sure I do work that's meaningful to me. Um, mm. Those are my, kind of my go-tos. Yeah, and, meaningful and, work. That's yeah. That's so important. I yeah. Probably everyone can take, take a lesson from that book in terms of prioritizing something that actually is meaningful to your spirit and your soul as opposed to doing something because you think you need to be doing that or that's what you had previously done. Just because you've done it in the past doesn't mean you need to keep doing it as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, working mm. out boundaries and um, how are we doing for time? Yeah, we're good for time. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we're going to leave the last song is Good Woman, Jade Bird. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. talk about this one? Yeah, she's just funky. Like, this, this, <laughs> like seriously, this is... Yeah, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I kind of like have these little stereotype think pictures of who I would ideally be, you know, like the Natuzi. Do you know that? There's like a brand called Natuzi. Yeah, they like yeah. make couches. Yeah, I know. What you and there's that. always this woman on the couch and she's wearing this uh, knit, close body hugging thing and, 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 and shoes. And she has like this blonde hair. And I just, uh, one of my visions is that I'm her yeah. sitting on that couch. And then I have another one, like, which is the kind of surfy chick, you know, because I used to surf. And... Yeah, and so this, in this song, it's, I imagine whatever this funky woman is who's singing this song, you know, that I'm like that. Like, yeah, yeah it's just kind of like, good woman. Yeah, cool. Well, this is going to be great. This is a great song to, to end on. Thank you so much for 
being interviewed by me today. Thanks. Yeah. And the next half of uh, Talking Zeds, the tides will turn and I will be the in- <laughs> the interviewer becomes the interviewee. But in the meantime, please enjoy listening to Jade Bird, Good Woman. Where did I put that spotlight? Oh, no. I'm pushing play now. <laughs> More minute, you told two lies that you love me and it was you and I. This is Talking Zeds on 4ZZZ. That's right, you're listening to Talking Zeds on 4ZZZ. You were just listening at the top there to Thelma Plum, the brown snake from the EP Mianjin. I am obsessed with that track. It's so good. Yeah, thank you, Thelma, for creating a an EP celebrating how incredible this city is because it is the best city in the world fight me i don't care all right anyway uh, my name is ez i use he him pronouns and i'm joined in studio with by chloe she they pronouns and it, on talking Zeds today we are celebrating pride month and kicking off pride month we're sharing our trans stories in an intimate setting of talking Zeds. and the first hour of the episode you were listening to myself interview Chloe and the playlist was curated by them as well. Now the tables have turned and I will become the interviewee. I think that's my cue. Is that your cue? All right, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll lean back. Look, be, before we get on to the first question, mm. you just said the most amazing thing to me that I've lived in Brisbane for like 22 years and I've never heard before. And it was about how beautiful Brisbane is and specifically about being bitten by the brown snake, which I thought was a gorgeous, just yeah. a gorgeous thing. I think you should just elaborate a little bit more. Oh, uh, well... Just tell me, tell um, okay. them what you told uh, me. So, like, first of all, I'm a hardcore Zeta in that I have a four triple Z tattoo, and I am very proud of being a Brisbaneite. I love me engine. I've been, I grew up here. I was born here, and so weird. I'm so used to not being the one being interviewed. So, um, <laughs> so my mum and dad. So my dad, my mum is from Central Queensland. She grew up in Barkey, in Barcaldin. Not Barkaldine, it's Barkaldine for people listening. And Central Queensland, she grew up out there in the 50s and 60s. And my dad is grew up in the 1930s in poverty in South America and Uruguay, which if you don't know where Uruguay is, it's the south of Brazil to the right of Argentina if you're looking at the map. And my dad came here during the white Australia policy. So he's an immigrant. He Im- immigrated here then. I met my mom in Sydney and they came back to Brisbane. They had me. I absolutely adore this city. I've traveled to 35 different cities around the world. I've lived overseas. I've learned other languages. I've met many people from many different places. And every single time I fly in to Brisbane, I'm like, I am in paradise. I am in the greatest place in the world. And there's no other city in Australia that comes even remotely close to how unique and powerful Brisbane is as well. I guess the rest of the country has been like, oh, it's the deep north or, you know, oh, it's big city and big country town. And it's like, well, you're so caught up in pushing us down that you're completely missed how much growth and diversity and interest and talent and the birthplace of punk is in Brisbane, you know, the saints. And 4ZZZ was very much a big part of the progress of coming out of that fascist state, that post-police state. And I just think it's the most powerful underdog story um Mm. is is brisbane and i am so proud to have been born here by you know imported goods as my dad would say uh (laughs) you know so yeah i think it's the greatest place in the world 
Thank you. Yeah. I just, <laughs> honestly, 22 years and that's the first time I've heard a really beautiful, positive, gorgeous representation of Brisbane. I think we need more of it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, like that, like I said, the EP by Thel- Thelma Plum, the uh, Mianjin, it's just, it really encapsulates a lot of the emotion that I've had for the city for mm. years. And it's the first time that I really heard something that made me very emotional because it's like, this, this is what I feel about it. And mm. I'm so glad that there's an artist out there that's, that's done that. So yeah. That's a special song for me at the moment. Yeah. Hmm. I am intrigued. And you just you just tell me when we need to go to a song. Because yeah, sure, obviously I'm not in control of the desk. <laughs> although I would love to be. But we'll I'm, in, I'm intrigued by your roots, by Uruguay, by, you know, this, this part of your history. And yeah. maybe you could just speak a little bit more about to that. I mean, y- y- yeah. you have a tattoo on your arm now. Yes. So my dad is indigenous South American, Chorua tribe, Chorua nation. They were a nomadic people about 200, 300 years ago, descendants of Aztec and Incan, I guess, cities and civilizations. And my dad, so he was born in 1934, and my grandmother was born in the mid-1800s. So I have, that's only two generations ago for me. And my grandmother is a full Chiruan woman. She's no longer alive. I mean, if you're born in the 1800s and you're still alive, congrats. That's amazing. But um, <laughs> yeah, she 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 actually... So a lot of what happened with the Chura people was that they were... It was a very intense genocide, colonization, the conquistadors and Spaniards that came over and their forced colonization. And yeah, it was, it was really awful. There was a complete eradication of the free Chura people, the Chura people that in, inhabit Uruguay now, descendants of were people that were unfortunately forced to conform to colonist ideas and my grandmother was one of them and part of that decision was for the survival of our culture dad was one of 11 children i believe so and at one point he was sold as a child slave for a number of years his life is extremely harrowing yeah absolutely love my dad and he's now resting in his aged care facility in Hobart, having a great time drinking coffee every morning. So his his happy ending for him. Um, but yeah, so he's he's passed on a lot of that legacy, and I've been spending a lot of my time trying to reconnect with Uruguayan people and true Uruguayan people, especially. I am the only one I know of in Brisbane, actually. Wow. Um, the only other true people I know are my immediate family, so half brother and half sister, and they don't live in this state. Any other Uruguayan people I don't even know of, actually. We're, we're, quite, wow. we're quite isolated here. A very small population in Uruguay as well, so wow. makes sense. Yeah. So out of that incredible story, mm. y- you arrived in Brisbane, yeah. like, as a gift. Yeah, my, my mom and dad tried to have kids for eight or something years, and they thought they gave up, and then they had me. I was a miraculous child. Wow. Yeah. My dad was actually 59 when I was born. Yeah, so I've always, he's always been an old man to me. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. you've trumped me. I can't yeah. believe it. That's incredible. Yeah, so he's 87 or something now, yeah. Wow. Mm. Actually, it leads okay. in quite well with this yes. track because there's this band in Melbourne called Amaru Tribe, and they're a combination of different ancestry, um, both Indigenous Australian and Indigenous South American. And they're one of my favorite artists at the moment, and they have this beautiful album that they've come out like only like about a month ago called Between Two Worlds, which is exactly how I felt, which is like falling in love with Australia and being in love as an Australian person, but also having my my home, my true ancestral home across the, the water, you know, across the Pacific. And this particular song is called La Tormenta, and it 
it fuses a lot of sounds like traditional pan flute sounds. Um, my dad used to play a little bit of pan flute as well as like just really stirring tribal feelings. I really, 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 I feel for this song a lot. So yeah, mm. we can have a listen to this. This is uh, La Tormenta, Amaru Tribe. That's right, you're listening to Talking Zeds on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. I'm joined in the studio by Chloe, Sophia, she, they pronouns. It's Pride Month and Talking Zeds are doing a special at the moment where we're talking to, you know, getting some trans stories into your ears out there. I am being examined by (laughs) (laughs) Chloe on air, sharing some of my story. I'm... Uh, normally announcing and interviewing other people, so this is uh, this is fun. This is interesting. <laughs> I and hope so. You were just listening there too, by the way. La Tormenta by Amaru Tribe. It's an awesome track. Yeah, I love that one. It's a good song. Thanks for sharing. Like, yeah, it's super interesting to hear your story, and I love that music because it has such like it has instruments from different cultures in it, in different continents. It's just beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it's a nice fusion of things. I uh, like. I feel like it's a Perfect segue. <laughs> Perfect segue. All right, here we go. <laughs> Not really. That's a bit of a broad segue. But I am curious about your earliest memories of knowing trans people exist or that it was possible to transition and to do what you've done. And you have this, you've told me about the kind of masculine figure in your life and what that looked like when you were younger. Do you remember that? We had a bit of a conversation. A masculine fi- like You're you- talking about your dad. My dad, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's interesting because having a indigenous, you know, person of colour as, as my dad and then, you know, a white cis woman from central Queensland as my mum who was like, she was really radical for what she was doing as well because she was, she was so cool. She was, my, I was raised by a stay-at-home dad, a black dad in his 60s and my mum was a, the director of a company and she worked full time. So she, so I, and I was an only child as well. So, you know, my family norm was my dad at home and my mom at work. And that was in the nineties here in, in Mianjin. So, and my understanding of masculinity is very different because my dad was very emotional. He's very, he loved feeling things very deeply and he felt things very deeply. And I think that's both culturally and just his nature. There wasn't a lot of machismo as uh, it's called with my dad. There was definitely some of that. But mostly he was charisma, he was fire, he was he was warmth, he was dancing and singing in the kitchen to Latin music and cooking the most amazing food. And he was all about laughter. And, you know, my dad was a, a softie. He still is a softie. You know, like, he'll cry in a TV commercial. That's my dad, you know, like, like oh, a child needs a tissue, it's a tissue commercial. I don't know. That would be my dad, you know, he just cry for many many any reason whereas my mom was actually probably more stoic in a lot of ways growing up in central queensland you know hard yakka get on with it none of this you know also strong woman raised by a strong woman my grandmother rose was the owner of the picture ran the picture theater out in barcalden for i don't know a number of years so you know i have a strong line of strong women and then this incredible soft passionate fire flavorful other side of the family so it was an interesting Interesting growing up in that space now that I have hindsight and I can look back on it. But in terms of like, I guess, earliest memories of knowing or seeing trans people, I have none that I can recall. And a lot of my understanding of trans representation was, 
especially for trans mask people like myself, trans people were trans were M to F, so male to female people. Those were trans people. Mm. There was no such thing as being born, you know, assigned female at birth and then transitioning to, um, you know, more masculine side of the spectrum. Mm. That that didn't exist. And if it did exist, I did not see it until, I don't know, five, six years ago, really. Like, wow. I, I was really not in a space where I saw that. And especially in Brisbane, we didn't, you know, like, there were drag queens, but there were never drag kings. And when I did see mm. a drag king, that was kind of, like, the closest thing that I got. Mm. And I would have been, like, 20. Mm. So I didn't really know that was a thing. But also... I very much had confused sexuality and gender. I'd sort of fused them together. They are very separate and unrelated to each other. They are a little related. They do have a, some sort of an overlap, but in, in essence, they're not connected to each other. And that's a lot of what I think the cis community... And if if you don't know what cis means, it's probably you, FYI. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, cis people are non not trans people. You are born <laughs> in the body that you identify with. So, yeah. So, I think a lot of cis people, you know, they just didn't really... I, I didn't realize that they, you know, sexuality and gender had was overlapped for me. They are very separate things. But then, I guess also through my journey of transitioning, the more I've come out and the more I've explored my transition, whether with, with hormones or clothing or music or taste or whatever it is that I'm doing the less I really know about gender mm. because that's the incredible, powerful thing about discovering your identity is that there are no rules. Mm. There are no, there's no right or wrong way to be a man. There's no right or wrong way to be a woman. There's no right or wrong way to be a person. Mm. There's just oppressive concepts and constructs that are pushed on you. And both my dad and my mom very much taught me from a young age to be what I wanted to be. So I never... I, I have never experienced what a lot of trans people experience, which is un- extremely unfortunate and needs we need a dramatic change in society for this to happen. But my parents have always been there mm-hmm. and I've never feared coming out to them. It has been challenging for them, but it is I've not I've they've always had unconditional love and space for me, which Beautiful. I'm very grateful for. Beautiful. Yeah. Can I ask, was there like an aha moment or did you just progressively <laughs> express yourself over time and then move towards that? So I came out as a lesbian in high school and that was the most traumatic experience of my entire life. <laughs> I had a lot of abuse from other students and from people who should who were adults. So it was pretty bad. And then when it came to the realization in my sort of early to mid-20s about my gender, I thought, oh no, I'm going to have to come out again. And it was so traumatic the first time that the thought of doing it again was just too hard. Mm. So I sort of, I knew, but I didn't know. And I was basically being dragged, kicking and screaming to resist Mm. this change. It was very, very painful, but there were so many moments of, of pain around my gender that I didn't realize was dysphoria until I'd come out. Mm. I thought that that was just pain everyone experienced and that was normal thing, but it, it wasn't. It really, really wasn't. It was definitely, this is not my body. I don't fit in. I don't feel right. And I couldn't figure out why. Actually, coincidentally, this next song <laughs> that I've selected really lines oh, up with some of that. Um, it's a bit of a sad track. But they're a trans artist, a trans mask artist, Flower Kid, extremely good. Really, really love this song. This is called Vodka and Orange Juice. 
I get very emotional with this song, actually. Oh, uh, so I'll probably turn it down while we're playing. I've got to shoot. But, uh, so over here. <laughs> yeah, but this is something, you know, when I was in high school, this, I felt like this all the time. And so, yeah, I'll let the song speak. Okay. I won't, I won't say anymore. This is, this is Flower Kid Vodka Orange Juice. That there was John Butler Trio, Spring to Come. You're listening to Talking Zeds. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm joined in studio by Chloe, using she, they pronouns. It's a Pride Month special, and you're listening to some trans stories. Earlier in the episode today, I was chatting to Chloe and getting to know them a little better and sharing some of, you know, their life and how they came to be who they are now and and then now uh, the reverse is happening i am now being interviewed <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting looked at with like pointedly now by chloe yeah we're taking notes okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so we're just learning a little bit about me and getting a little bit more i don't know I- intimate i guess with uh, stories and what what i do and who i am and stuff yeah that's my cue o- outside of the radio <laughs> i guess i don't know <laughs> It's been lovely to get yeah. to know you a little bit better. I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> I am. I am. And I am. So you do this amazing show, Transmission, which is like a beautiful island in the media that oh. focuses on trans people and is so important and positive representation. And, you know, so tell me about that. Why did you start that? How did you start that? What's Tell me the deal. Give me the goss. The, uh, the, yeah. the, the talk on the street. Well, Transmission, Transmission with a Z by the way, because obviously we're on 4 Z. Yeah, trans- transmission was something that I've had in my mind for, I'm going to say two years or maybe 18 months. It's been it's been a while that I had this show concept in my mind, especially as I started transitioning. I was like, where where are we? You know, where are trans people in this in the landscape? And also in terms of the history of 4 Z and, and the station, you know, it's it's the very first, it was the very first community broadcast in the country, it's Fortress Z in 1975, and during that time, it, you know, it really provided voices for marginalized communities and oppressed communities. And part of that, you know, what was came out of that was Queer Radio, which was the longest running LGBTQIA plus programming, I think, in the Southern Hemisphere, and still is running. And you know, Dykes on Mics came out of that. It was just a lesbian broadcast, which still runs to this day as well, also on you know on Wednesday night, you know, before Queer Radio. And then I thought. Where the hell is the trans show? Where where are we? And yeah, we are featured, and we're definitely loved by queer radio and by uh, you know um, Ruth and Kate from Dykes and Mikes. And I originally started out at tra- uh, for Triple Z on uh, Dykes and Mikes. That was the show that I was on for a couple of years, occasionally there. So I thought, as a transition, I thought, where, where where are we? But more importantly, I think there's so much trans media and there's so much media that is cis people looking at trans people and not trans people speaking for themselves on a platform. And four triples that have been pioneering radio for many, many Mm. decades. And I thought, why not do it again? You know, why don't they run the very first by trans for trans programming in the country? And so along came me with the idea and I'd already been at the station for a number of years. Stephen Stockwell, the incredible station manager of four triple Z, he encouraged it. And I, you know, become really close with, with Stephen over this last year that he's been here. And I, you know, I got a lot of mentoring from him too. And I just realized that my time had come with doing Zed Games, which is the show I did for three years. And I wanted to, I wanted radio activism. I wanted to be like in the front line, like my whole life and be like 
staring at people who oppress anyone, anyone. And mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, bring it on. And so I, I guess transmission is sort of like, you know, it's a manifestation of, of my like love for radio and activism. Mm. And so then, yeah, transmission was born out of that. And I wanted transmission to be a place that focused trans celebration and trans euphoria, trans joy and what we're achieving and what we're and our stories and and everything. I just wanted a place for all of that because it doesn't exist. And I thought, well, if you know, why am I waiting for someone to do it? Why don't just do it? So, Mm, yeah, that's and it's been running for three months now and had lots and lots of positive response and. It just keeps spurring me on. I want to do more. I want. I want more time. I want. I want more people. I just. Yeah. I'm really thirsty for it. So, absolutely love transmission. When you talk yeah. about it, your eyes light <laughs> up like with such passion. It's fantastic, and I completely agree with you. Like positive representation of trans people. Yeah. You know where is it? We, trans people are amazing. We've we've done so many incredible We're things. We're everywhere know? doing incredible stuff. We're, yeah. Where we are everywhere, and we are all looking out for each other we're strong we're stronger because we we have had to fight things that other people haven't had to fight Mm. we're diverse in ways beyond imagining as well and our stories are so fascinating because we not only have lived lives as men or as women perceived in quotations but we've also lived the other side of that Mm. and we have a deeper understanding of gender than any cis person could ever imagine Mm. and i really really hope that one day cis people respect that Mm. because there's so much power in gender and tearing it apart as well. Mm. There's so much power in knowing who you are. Mm. And we get to do that all the time because we're examined all the time by the media. Mm. So we know who we are. I challenge you to know who you are. That's what I really think. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Bring um, it home. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I do think like, because I'm going to play another song from like my playlist of music that we've been listening to today. And can I just, before you do that, sorry, can I yeah, just yeah. ask, do you have another project in mind? At this point? Or is I it want, too early? I mean, no. I, I mean, Transmission's like pretty much still early days. Like we've yeah. only been on there like 14 episodes so at this point. And realistically, I would like to do more in that, you know, if anyone out there who's got funding, at, please help. Because I, I, you know, I do this all free. You know, I'm mm. a volunteer. Everyone everyone, pretty much on air at 4 Z is a volunteer. Mm. Um, and, you know, the more funding that we can get, the better. And the more projects that we can do, mm. you know, I'm maybe one day I'll get a grant for a transmission I'm not sure and then I could fly interstate because mm. there's stories everywhere I'd love to I'd love to hear them all I'd love to talk to artists of every kind yeah it's just yeah Fantastic. the future is to continue growing this show and to continue doing justice to a community that has had so much injustice mm, beautiful okay yeah. take us away I was just gonna play a track from my favourite album ever it's a Missy Higgins album actually called Oz and the album basically centres around doing covers of really cool old classic Australian artists and this particular one is a Divinals cover so Missy Higgins covers a Divinals track called Back to the Wall and I guess for me personally as a trans person I have felt at many points in my life where my back was against the wall and so this song for me very much is a message to people who think that they maybe have a right to oppress Mm. trans voices but you don't know what we're capable of because we are extremely strong. And so, yeah, this one is Back to the Wall, Missy Higgins, a Divinals cover. You're listening to Talking Zeds on 4 Triple Z. 
You were just listening to a track there, Back to the Wall, Missy Higgins, a Divinals cover from the album Oz. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm in studio with Chloe, using she, they pronouns. We are both trans advocates and both trans people celebrating Pride Month, the beginning of Pride Month, and sharing our trans stories today. And we're actually coming to the end. We are. We, we are. So I'm going to keep this like really oh, succinct. You're going to ask me another question. Uh, yeah, I've got okay, one more question. Right. Uh, so, do you, hey, hey, Ez. Yes, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you see yourself having a family? What does family mean to you? What does the future hold? What like, I'm thinking five, ten oh years. Like, speak to us. Okay, so... I mean, family to me means eating lots of South American barbecue and listening <laughs> to Latin American music and spending time with my mom talking about all the problems in the world and how we're going to solve them. <laughs> family means my trans community. It means it means my my beautiful partner uh, Kai, who we do transmission do transmission with. It means my chosen family. It means like my incredible housemate, who I love so dearly as well. Kev, I know you're not listening, but it's fine. I love you anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, f- family is really so broad because I have family overseas, my South American family. I've never actually met them, but I talk to them almost, you know, every week. We're always messaging, always sending things to each other, and they live in New Jersey. Some of them still live in Uruguay. So family is very broad, but family can also mean like to me people that have come into my life for short periods of time but have impacted me deeply and I'll remember them forever and I think of them often, you mm. know. Family is really a, something that you can define for yourself and something you can choose for yourself. I, I had a very fractured relationship with my dad for a long time and I wouldn't have considered him family for a long time, mm. mostly because he was untreated anger issues. And I chose to leave. So did my mum. We left. And that's also another powerful thing to know about family is that family doesn't mean forever. Mm. You have to, it's a relationship. You still have to build it and nurture it and love it. And I guess family really is, for me, people who make me feel like I can do anything mm. and know that whatever decision I make, I will be supported and loved. And it, that doesn't necessarily mean people who are blood related to me, but it can mm. just be really really good friends those people are just as much family and my dad is one of those people that loyalty is very important especially south american families being loyal is very very important and um my brother's a lot like that my sister's a lot like that i'm a lot like that if you know if you if you look out for me i look out for you we always look out for each other and that's the trans community Mm. that's a family Mm. you know we all look out for each other we love each other even if we don't always get along we respect each other and that's so important and I, I really hope that, you know, hopefully the general population, the cis population can experience a kind of family like that because it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's the best thing. We're actually, oh. yeah, we're running out of time. Yeah. But, so, um, so there's this one really important, like, what about like maybe a little pug one day or pug- like, like a, ha- a <laughs> Look, handbag I dog? Dogs. I do love dogs. I do. I, <laughs> I, am, I like a good Jack Russell. I quite like little. Oh, okay. You're a Jack Russell like, oh, person. Like yappy dogs. I'm like, <sighs> not if you train them. Okay. Good to know. Jack Russell's you've hung out with. But anyway, um, yeah, I guess I don't know what kind of family the future looks like for me. I don't really think about that. I'm not not very good at like forward thinking, I guess, because I'm an ADHD person. I struggle with that. But I hope that whatever the future holds for me, whatever family it looks like, I'm happy, you know, Mm. wherever it is. Happy, hopefully healthy and singing and dancing just like my dad. So that's a yummy sentiment. Thank you. Yeah.
Actually, thanks for being under the microscope. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on Talking Zeds. Uh, we're coming to the end of yep. the episode now. Thank you so much for tuning into Talking Zeds. It's been a blast to- sharing stories today. If you liked, if you missed out, you want to listen back, back, you can head over to On Demand. Also, you can head over to the Transmission Facebook page at Trans Radio with a Z. I'm going to put up a podcast up there. You can listen to it as well. Uh, yeah, cool. Thank you so much, Chloe. Thank you for having me. I'm honoured. Absolutely honoured. Cool. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4 Triple Z.